It's Monday. It's morning. And it's the Valentine's Day episode of Monday Morning Macabre. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope your carnations are ready. I hope you brought one for everyone in the class. Remember doing that in elementary school, Scones? Oh, yeah. I choo-choo choose you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Simpsons. You get a like, weird little chocolate. Yeah. And you have to give everybody yeah. one. But then if there's a leftover one, you give yes. it to the girl you actually like. Everyone had to bring in a card for everyone in the class. And it was like... Ooh, do I really have to give one to like Denise? You know, I gave it to uh, I gave a little extra one to this girl I liked. Wow, ooh, she moved away. Crush alert. Do I say her name? <laughs> That's do probably why. No, I'm not gonna say her name, dude. Call her. Too, her too, I'll call her right number. now. Hold on. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dude. Okay, call her. Call her. Call her. Call her. Dude, like her Facebook picture. Like her Facebook picture. <laughs> It's funny that you gave her a Valentine's Day card and she fucking bailed. She did. She moved she away. She was like, town. Mom, Dad, this ain't gonna fly. He is the Mom. worst. <laughs> Scones gave me a Valentine's Day card. We gotta change this. Scones choo choo chose me. <laughs> I think this means we're gonna get something burned into our lawn. I don't know. <laughs> um... Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, everybody. The show where we obviously talk about spooky stuff. You can get that off the context of what we've talked about thus far. We're wicked scary. We're super, super, super creepy spooky. And uh, this week is no different, even though it's full of love and happiness. I'm 27, but I still think I have time for a goth phase. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I wholeheartedly uh, agree. I I just turned 27, actually. That's something that happened in the interim between last week and this week. It was old Darce Cake's birthday. It's the old Valentine's Day, Darce B-Day. The blowout. Blowout. The B-Day blowout. And Valentine's Day is my parents' anniversary. Hey. Hey. Somebody. Somebody stop me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, somebody stop me. For the love of God, I'm on a rampage. (laughs) Yeah, it was my birthday. I had a lo- a lovely uh lovely birthday party thrown by my daughter and wife, just the three of us and uh so wholesome. it was it was a great time. So wholesome. It was the most wholesome. And I think that uh you know, being 27 now, being Yeah, let's get into that just reflect. So old, how does, how does you it know, feel? I can't imagine being older than 27. I'm so old. Yeah, I turned 27 you know? and I was like, I'm 30. This is 30. And I'm just like, I might as well be dead, right? Every listener who's older than me. <laughs> you guys get it. I uh, was in the emergency room last weekend. You want to know why, Dars? Oh, because you had a... Really bad acid reflux. Ew. <laughs> That's what... This is 27. <laughs> this is... What did you... uh? What did you eat? I drank beer and ate red sauce. My body was like, well, we're going to shut this Ooh. shit down. <laughs> Yo, bro, we got to hold up. You got to sleep. Bro, you got to go to sleep. You're 27. Right unless you got a swim meet tomorrow, no more pasta dinners, baby. <laughs> and we're pretty sure you do not have one. That's crazy. Besides that, guys, I know you're here <laughs> it's thinking. It's usually pretty macabre. <laughs> Don't worry, because Scones is bringing us the macabre today. Although, what's more macabre than existential crisis when aging? True. I think we can all agree. That's pretty fucking spooky. Today, we're going to be talking about the Burke and Hare murders. The Birkenstocks murder? The Birkenstocks murders. They killed all the people just outside Coachella. Oh, no, dude. All that was left was a Patagonia fleece. (laughs) (laughs) The Birkin, what was it again? Now I can only think Birkenstocks, and I want to give this my full attention. The Birk and 
Hare murders two two people. Burke and Hare. Okay, okay, I see. Let's hear about it, baby. Well, first band, fucking lay down oh, that true. stinky band, track. I know we've been we haven't we haven't been a hundred percent on like, hey man, play some music or don't. But uh, this week we need. We to. have a very contentious relationship with our band. <laughs> yeah, they were upset when Scones ate all of their red sauce and alcohol. Well, they shouldn't and, have left uh, it out. There wasn't even a name <laughs> on it. <laughs> That's what they're paid in. <laughs> Just alcohol and red sauce, baby. So I was tipped off to this subject by uh, my sister, Liz. She's a listener. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. <gasps> hi, Liz. Liz. Hi. Hey, Liz. Hi, Liz. Your brother, your brother went to the hospital for fucking bubbly guts. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Liz. Thanks. Hope you're doing well. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah. And I, uh, a lot of my family listens to this, and I don't know how okay I am with it. I hate the fact that my parents can hear uh, this. So, mom and dad, hey. I'm going to buy a motorcycle and get a tattoo. I have like... <laughs> Let's just keep it going. <laughs> I have like extended family and COVID has prevented any like family events. But man, the uh, next one, they're going to be like, yeah, so that's why be, did you say well, this sh- weird stuff? I'm going to be like, <laughs> uh, oh, bubbly guts. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember what you're talking about. Get out of here. All righty. So let's get into these moiters. Moiters, baby. Edinburgh, Scotland. How much do you know about Edinburgh, Scotland in the 19th century? Uh 19th century you still have castles there for sure uh hannibal burris shows up for the edinburgh comedy festival every now and then does a small mini documentary uh out uh, bill cosby yep google yep. it the og bill cosby ouster google it google it so Ruby. edinburgh scotland was a hub at the time for medicine and uh like research into anatomy and like new surgical okay. practices so this meant All that right. there was a demand for cadavers. 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 Love it. Love where this is headed. Only good you gotta stuff You got to love cadavers. Here. Hey, if you've got a cadaver you don't need, we could use it down here in Edinburgh. So, also in the 1800s is the conclusion of the Bloody Code, which was uh, laws that uh, had a lot of executions. Cool. So this also meant that there weren't as many bodies <laughs> cool. laying around. Wait, there weren't as many, or there were men? Well, there were, there were not, because it's the end of the bloody code. Oh, they repealed. I see, I see, I see. Yes, yeah, so the number of crimes punishable by death in Britain dropped dramatically. Yeah, they were probably just like, hey, hey, bro, you looked at me wrong. Off with your dome so we can use your body for science. For sure. And uh, we're in the historicuk.com, <laughs> an article by Ben Johnson. Thanks, Ben Johnson. Whoa. Ben Johnson, Green Ellis? I love that dude. He's such a good football player. Wait, is that his real? No, it's the, no, it's Ben Jarvis Green. Okay, <laughs> good news in theory, but since medical and anatomical schools are only legally allowed in in, uh, in the UK at the time to dissect bodies of people who were from jail, died in war, uh, condemned to jail death, and, war. and uh, suicide, so this led to an extreme shortage, like I said, of dead bodies. Love it. However. Since there was less, the financial compensation offered by medical schools was really high, which means that some unscrupulous types soon found a way around the shortage of bodies, leading to a rash Uh-oh. of grave robbing by those known as That's... resurrectionists. 
That's fucking cool. Which is my new indie band. You in? Uh, I'm 100% in Resurrectionist. Hey, we're going to be playing at a coffee house near you, and we'd really love your support because flannels are getting expensive. <laughs> These giant rims on my glasses don't pay for themselves. <laughs> yeah, how do you think I get brown every item of clothes? <laughs> I only eat or drink artisanal shit. It has its toll. <laughs> Instances of grave... My insides. <laughs> They're bubbly. Instances of grave robbing became so commonplace that relatives were known to watch over the recently dug graves of their dealer departed and watchtowers were installed in cemeteries across Scotland. That's dope. So there's just these like, I can see a picture of one right now, just a fucking tower, like a castle, just to like look out for grave robbers. Just to look for grave grave wobbles? Get get those grave wobbles. Uh oh, we got a grave wobble. That's what they said. That's what the alarm sounded like. Yeah. To the police. The greasy boys were there. Scotland Yard, the grave wobbles. Oh, the grave wobbles of Scotland Yard. The fresher the body, the more money it was worth. Thus, it didn't take long before. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, that's also my new rap album. <laughs> the fresher the body, the more that it's worth. Thus, it didn't take long before grave robbing graduated to anatomy murder. Murder committed with the sole intention of providing the remains for medical research and attracting a monetary reward. The most infamous of which were the Burke and Hare murders in Edinburgh, which occurred between 1827 and 1828. Ed, Edinburgh. Really? Now, here's the thing about Edinburgh. Tell us about Edinburgh. Guys. Edinburgh. But It's spelled Edinburgh. That's pronounced Edinburgh? Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that, but I was just reading at the time. Because I definitely have heard of Edinburgh. Yeah, that's why I don't read, because it's usually Scottish not people, true. you guys... Come on. But it is Edinburgh. William Burke and William Hare both originated from the province of Ulster in the north of Ireland and moved to Scotland to work on the Union Canal. Burke having abandoned a wife and two children back in Ireland. The pair met and became close friends when Burke moved with his mistress Helen McDougall to lodgings in Tanner's Close in the Westport area of Edinburgh. Hare lived on the same street and was running a boarding house there with Margaret Laird, a widower with whom he lived as a man and wife, and who was he? Wait, he was wait, the man on. and wife. <laughs> he lived as a man and wife. <laughs> he could do it all, folks. Hare lived in the same street and was running a boarding house there with Margaret Laird, a widower with whom he lived as man and wife, and it was also known as Margaret Hare, even though they were not legally married. So Hare was Uh-oh. just like he abandoned his. Oh no, he did not abandon his wife. He was just pretending. He was just playing house. You know how they are. Hey, man. I love house, and he's Scottish. And they moved to the same street, and they're like, oh, no way. You like uh, killing people for money, too? Oh, no, man. You grave wobbling, too? The pair's first foray into the world of medical science happened in December 1827, when one of Hare's tenants, an elderly army pensioner by the name of Old Donald, died of natural causes while still owing four pounds in rent. <laughs> Old Donald. To cover the man's outstanding debt, the pair weighed his coffin down with tanning bark prior to his funeral and took his body to the medical school at Edinburgh University, where they were swiftly pointed in the direction of Professor Robert Knox. He's like the who's who of anatomy lecturers and researchers. Okay. Knox paid the duo seven pounds and ten shillings for Donald's body, which is a shit ton of money at the time. Okay. So that's like if four dollars in rent... Is like seven pounds and ten shillings for that sweet, sweet body. That's a nice body. 
Encouraged by the ease with which they had made this money, the pair struck again in early 1920, I mean 1828, when another tenant named Joseph became ill. Too impatient to see if Joseph would actually die from his afflictions, Burke and Hare took it upon themselves to help him along, plying him with whiskey and then suffocating him by covering his mouth and nose while he was forcibly restrained. This became their favored method of execution as it left the body unmarked and undamaged for the students were later to dissect the cadavers. In the aftermath of their killing spree, the practice became known as burking. <laughs> Jesus. Get burked, dude. Get burked, bro. In the absence of any... F- Honestly, I'm going to start using that in <laughs> every day. Dude, get burked. In the absence of any further ill tenants, the pair decided to entice victims to the lodging house, preying on Edinburgh's poorest communities who were less likely to be missed or recognized. Dude, that's a classic move of fucking assholes. Yeah, serial killers everywhere. Just prey on the poor and yeah, For sure. disenfranchised. In total, Burke and Hare are said to have murdered at least 16 people for between 7 to 10 pounds apiece, although the real total is likely to be a lot higher. A local prostitute, Janet Brown, was lucky to escape with her life when she and a friend, Mary Patterson, were invited to stay by Burke. Having excused herself earlier in the evening... Janet returned to find her friend missing. It was told Mary and Burke had stepped out. Having waited for her friend to return, Janet eventually decided to leave, having no idea that Mary was lying dead in the next room to be taken to Knox Yikes. and that she herself was the next victim. Ah, uh, that's spooky. <laughs> that gives me the heebie-jeebies. The jeebies, the heebie. They're heebing my jeebs. Burke and Hare soon became greedy, and no one was safe. An elderly grandmother was killed with an overdose of painkillers, and Hare murdered her blind young grandson by breaking the boy's back across his knee. What? That's so fucked. Let me read that again. An elderly grandmother was killed with an overdose of painkillers, so they got her. (laughs) Remix! (laughs) Dead. And Hare murdered... Yeah, I think they mixed up their pronouns here. Hair murdered. It says her blind young. I think hair murdered her, <laughs> okay. but I think it's supposed to be his blind young grandson by breaking the boy's back across his knee. So one of those needs to be the other. Jesus. Even Unless he changed halfway through that sentence. Even a relative of Helen's in McDougal was unhesitatingly dispatched. However, with greed came carelessness. A number of Noxus... The end. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, my eye. All right. Uh-oh. It's just, it, Save it him. just popped out. Don't worry. It's back in. A number of Knox's students were <laughs> said to have recognized Mary and two other prostitutes murdered by the pair, Elizabeth Halden and her daughter, who made the unfortunate mistake of calling at the lodging house to inquire after her missing mother. The gossip was exacerbated when the pair brought in handicapped children's entertainer by the name of James Wilson, who was well known in the city as Daft what? Jamie. We're bringing in Daft Punk. Daft Jamie? Dude, that's a sweet name for a band. Da- do you think Daft Punk just ripped off Daft Jamie? Probably. Do you think Daft Punk is sweating as they listen to our podcast right now? They're like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, oh no. They're like, ho, our big house. Our French robots will make good music. <laughs> Knox was said to strong steam on machine. <laughs> you pick, of all their songs, <laughs> you pick steam machine. <laughs> Yeah, their most famous popular song, Slash Album. (laughs) Knox was said to strongly deny the identity of the body, but swiftly removed his head and deformed foot during the dissection. Discovery. Following an argument between Burke and Hare, 
which was caused by Burke's suspicion that Hare and Margaret were cutting himself and Helen out of deals with Knox, Burke and mm. Helen began to take in their own lodgers. So they're like, fuck you, we're going to start our own murder lodge with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> this is an insane story. <laughs> it sure is. This is like the Yoko Ono of the Be- like breaking up the Beatles. It's uh, Makes sense. It's Burke and Helen breaking up Burke and Hare's murder emporium. <laughs> On Halloween 1828, Burke and Hare's last victim, Marjorie Campbell Doherty, I'm assuming that's pronounced as, was invited to Probably. stay with Burke and Helen on the pretense that she was a distant relation of Burke's mother. Okay. Burke's other lodgers, a couple called James and Anne Gray, were invited to stay temporarily mm-hmm. at Hare's boarding house that evening so the murder could take place. On their return to Burke's lodgings the following day, the Greys were told that Marjorie had been asked to leave because she had been flirtatious with Burke. The couple became Uh suspicious when they were not allowed to enter the spare room where they had left some belongings. And when left alone, they discovered Marjorie's dead body hidden under the bed. The couple challenged Helen over their discovery, and she offered them a bribe of £10 a week if they would keep the discovery to themselves. The Greys refused and reported the murder to the police. However, in the meantime, word must have reached Burke and Hare, as by the time the police arrived... At the premises, Marjorie's body had been removed and taken to Knox already. Burke and Heller, bleh, Burke and Helen, and later Hare and Margaret were all arrested and gave conflicting accounts of what had taken place, with Burke and Hare each blaming each other. Okay, that's fine with me. I don't mind. They seem like really not great people. Yeah, no. And also Knox, I feel like, should have some kind of guilt. I think everyone in the story should fucking... Check the dealer, like, find the supplier. <laughs> Wi-Fi. The police's investigation soon led them to Knox, and James Gray identified the body found in his lecture hall as Marjorie. Having read about the murder in a local newspaper, Janet Brown later identified clothes found at Hare's lodging house as belonging to her missing friend, Mary Patterson. However, the police had little hard evidence to prove the crimes had been committed, and eventually the Lord Advocate Sir William Ray... That's the whole name there, folks. What? Lord Advocate Sir William Ray. That's sick. Offered Hare immunity in return to testify against Burke and Helen, mm. which he was more than happy to do. So this dude infiltrated the dealer. He found the supplier. He found the supplier, dude. And he turned him on each other. You love to see The it. oil of Olivier here, the expert play by Lord Advocate <laughs> Sir William Ray, dude. <laughs> The trial began on Christmas Eve of 1828, and early the following day, Burke and Helen were both charged with Marjorie Doherty's murder. Marjorie Doherty. Burke was also charged with the murder of Mary Patterson and James Wilson. While Helen's complicity in Marjorie's murder was deemed not proven under Scottish law and she was set free, Burke Mm. was sentenced to death Mm. by hanging. Mm. That's a no good, very bad day for for sure. Burke is D.E.D. William Burke was hanged at Lawn Market in front of a boisterous, cheering crowd of over 25,000 people Whoa. on the 28th of January, 1829. And fittingly, perhaps, after being put on public display, his body was donated to medical science. That's hilarious. The irony. That's also, such a... That's, that's such so a many fucking Twilight people. Zone. Imagine, like, back <laughs> in the day... That's a lot of people. That's, like, 1% of our listenership, dude. That's crazy. Dude, can you imagine, like, growing up in a world where instead of going to, like... You know, a Sox game or something. You were like, oh, <laughs> yo, did you hear? 
Berkey's getting fucking <laughs> executed down in the square. <laughs> Get your tickets now. That is pretty wild. That used to just that, happen that, all the I time. I mean, but at the same time, it's crazy to me that they've, they just like, they're, the fact that you, they just like buy bodies off you, like no problem. No there's no like ass, regulatory. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, there's no, you're like, it's in mint condition, baby. There's no it can be regulatory at thing. She's still warm. There's no FDA. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. They don't have any kind of anything to, that's oh, so fucking weird, man. Yeah, no tracking at all. Yeah, what the fuck? A number of anatomy students took ghoulish souvenirs of his skin, even using it to Ooh. bind books. And do, all right, Scotland. I have. A, I need a word. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, Scotty. I guess I shouldn't take it on on Scottish people. I I am this podcast. I've had a real distrust and people in time. the medical field because it seems like all of the psychopaths and serial killers spend a little bit of time in med school. A little bit. And also, if you're binding your books with skin, like, that's Necronomicon. That's not, like... Yeah, yeah, you're... <laughs> that's nuts. You're doing some crazy shit. Burke's skeleton, to this day, is still on display at Surgeon's Hall in Edinburgh, next to his death mask and the life mask of Hare's face. Jesus What's Christ. a life mask? I don't... I think it's a mask that makes you happy that you're not made of of human skin. I don't. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> Gives you plus ten to spell abilities. <laughs> Despite his obvious involvement in the murders, his accomplice hair was released in February of 1829 and escaped across the border into England. No one knows definitively what happened to hair, but it has been rumored that he was thrown into a lime quarry by an angry mob and lived out his days as a blind beggar in the streets of London. What? What a wild turn of events. I wonder what, if that was just a rumor, some dude was like, you know what I bet happened to him? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, you know what I heard? (laughs) Oh, that's Larry, the untruthful guy. What's up, Larry? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. The town untruthful. The whole crew just took him and just hucked him into a lime quarry. (laughs) Yeah, he threw him in a lime quarry. They're like, oh, great, Terry, Terry Bear. We uh we love hearing from you, buddy. <laughs> both <laughs> keep it up. Both Helen and Margaret also fled Edinburgh, with Helen said to have emigrated to Australia and Margaret to Ireland. And despite mass public outrage, Knox was also cleared of any involvement in the murders, as Bert claimed he had no idea where the bodies had come from. It's fucking. He must have been a real dumbass if he had no idea that they were coming <laughs> from fucking. <laughs> Hey, idiot He was just like, wow, there's a lot of murder. Like, a lot of people just dying of natural causes. Gee willikers. His reputation in ruins, Knox moved to London to try and salvage a career in medicine. The Burke and Hare murders followed swiftly afterwards by the 1831 murders committed by the London Burkers and Benthal Green. I don't know what that is. Led to the Anatomy Act. We're the Monday Burkers. (laughs) Monday Morning Makai brought to you by London Burker and Benthal Green. (laughs) But this and Squarespace. <laughs> Are you tired of making websites, dude? <laughs> tired of making websites? Trying to sell you Audi for some fucking cash? Launch your dream today. <laughs> Yikes! So these would lead to the. <laughs> I can't even read this. This would lead to the Anatomy Act of 1832, which allowed doctors, anatomy lecturers, and medical students greater access to cadavers and allowed for the legal donation of bodies to medical science, effectively calling an end to illegal body-snatching trades. That's a nice, uh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. See, sometimes it takes the most horrible things you can imagine. (laughs) To make the most beautiful, Make the most beautiful beautiful songs. Let's look up, what's what's this life mask? Yeah, give it a googs. Give it a googs. 
Death masks and life masks. Death masks are casts taken from the cadaver, while life masks are casts taken from a living person. I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's way more on the nose than I thought yeah. it'd be. Excuse me, sir. I feel dumb. Excuse me. And I was, yeah, I feel real dumb right so now. So I'm still pissed. Well, I guess Nox's reputation was ruined, but still. I still feel like he should have gone to faced prison time. Or they repeal the fucking execution shit and just eat his dome ski into the basket. Yeah, let's send you a picture of Daft Jamie coming up. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, no way, dude. He looks cuter in the picture. What's going out of his pant leg? Uh, yeah, he does look like he just got back from becoming a werewolf. <laughs> he like... <laughs> I know this is good for podcasts. Great tent. Great audio tent. Great tent. Great tent. That's what we always say. So, yeah, if you ever see a little castle, like a little tower in a... a there's actually one in New England. I've seen it. A castle what? in, like a little tower castle in an old graveyard. And it's definitely, now that I read this, to watch out for grave robbers. What? Where did you see this? I don't know. I need to go find boy. it. Find it. Because daddy will like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, folks. I've got Valentine's- a Saturday planned, baby. The Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> hope you had a great time and if not uh, well actually of- it's galentine's day right now oh shoot so i might go grab a Did margarita or two margie's on scony margie's on scony if you're a gal out there and sick of the heteronormative customs let's go grab a marg let's go grab some margie's together let's go grab some margie's scony's been looking for your margs <laughs> dude guys don't uh don't sell cadavers. I think is a good Valentine's Day lesson. But do like and subscribe. But do like, subscribe, and rate and comment hey, for sure. If you uh, f- yeah, comment, like, reach out. We appreciate people uh hitting us with those tweet skis. As always, you can join our Patreon, Patreon members. You know who you are. You're the all stars, the best of the best. You know who you are. Hey, you want the bonus contest? We're gonna today's episode. We're talking about the new Diatlov news that just popped. It did off. just pop off. Uh, so. When it pops so we, we get into up. some detail there. Uh, follow us on our socials. MMMacabPod on Twitter. MondayMorningMacab.com and MondayMorningMacab on Instagram. And you'll get all the links you need. And uh, yeah, hey, you know, feel free to uh, feel free to have a good Monday if you want now. Or not. Or if you want to take a walk and just kind of think. You can get do that too. existential about it. Yeah, I think, I think have a good Monday. Have a good Monday. Bye. Bye.